0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, December 8th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Ag labor reform push continues. EU not listening. Ag labor to get IPEF focus. IDFA very optimistic on ag labor reform. Members of the International Dairy Foods Association have been on Capitol Hill this week, making their case for the Senate to reach agreement on ag labor reform. IDFA President and CEO Michael Dyke says he's very optimistic a compromised version of the House passed Farm Workforce Modernization Act will pass during the lame duck session, thanks to, quote, positive movement in the Senate. Uh, Yesterday, IDFA met with Republican Senators John Hovind of North Dakota, Jerry Moran of Kansas, Roy Blunt of Missouri, as well as Susan Collins of Maine. Representative Dan Newhouse told AgriPulse yesterday he's in close contact with some Senate offices to get a deal on the legislation. There's hope that they will. It's not a guarantee. We stand ready. We're over here trying to provide as much help as we can to make it a real uh, to make it a reality. Newhouse said. Water Resources bill preserves higher treasury cost share. Congressional negotiators have agreed to a water resources authorization bill that would maintain higher treasury cost share for waterways projects. The Senate version of the bill would have an increase in the treasury cost share for inland waterways projects from 65 to 75 percent. However, the final bill would do the next best thing by removing a provision that would have lowered the cost share to 50% in 2031. The Water Resources Bill is wrapped together with the final Fiscal 23 Defense Authorization Measure. USDA, European industry worries Brussels isn't listening. A senior USDA official says a recent trade mission to Spain left him both encouraged and discouraged when it comes to the European Union's farm-to-fork strategy, which is aimed in part at slashing pesticide usage in foods Europeans eat. Clay Hamilton, associate administrator for the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service, told representatives of the almond industry in Sacramento, California yesterday that the Spanish food industry is eager to keep importing U.S. almonds, which are widely used as a food ingredient. But he says the industry doesn't feel the European Commission is heeding concerns about the impact of the F2F strategy will have industry officials, quote, pretty much uh, to a person, felt like they weren't being listened to in Brussels at the European Commission, Hamilton said. The way they seem to do things in Brussels is that they come up with an aspirational regulation, put it in place, lock it in, and then figure out how it's going to work, Hamilton said. By the way, Ahmed Industry Consultant Sarah Garcia-Figuera emphasized the importance of the data collection and record-keeping to document production practices and pesticide usage. That data gathering will help in other markets as well as the EU, she said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak." Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ag trade to get key focus in IPEF negotiating round. Ag trade issues will be on the negotiating table when the U.S. and 13 other Indo-Pacific Economic Framework nations meet in Brisbane, Australia on December 10th. That according to senior administration officials. The U.S. will be laying down text to deal with important licensing and sanitary and phytosanitary barriers that restrict U.S. ag trade, one official told reporters Tuesday evening. There are, quote, a whole range of topics we think will really help knock down barriers and make U.S. ag more accessible in these markets, the official said. The 13 countries that have signed up for the U.S.-led effort to counter Chinese expansion in the region includes Australia, Brunei, India, Indonesia, Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, New Zealand, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam, and Fiji. Odessa ports still very active. The three Odessa ports in the Black Sea Grain Initiative are working full steam. That according to a report by the consulting firm APK Inform. Four ships carrying 149,000 tons of grain and other ag commodities left the ports Tuesday and are on their way to Asia and Europe. One of those ships is hauling 38,000 tons of vegetable oil to India. Funding shortfall at land grants highlighted. Many U.S. farmers are struggling under drought conditions that are equal or worse than any they've ever seen. But ag researchers at land grant universities are sounding the alarm about another type of drought, drought of funding. On the sidelines of the American Seed Trade Association's annual meeting in Chicago, Purdue University Soybean Center Director Kathy Martin Rainey underscored her testimony before the Senate Ag Committee on Tuesday where she spoke on behalf of ASTA. How are we going to attract the best students to study topics in agriculture and food security when they come into our facilities and the rooms are leaking and they're overcrowded? She asked rhetorically in an interview with AgriPulse. To the bottom line, the Association of Public and Land Grant Universities estimated last year that the backlog of deferred infrastructure needs at land grants totals $11.5 billion. Consent decree settles child labor case a company accused of using children to clean food processing facilities has agreed not to and will engage an outside firm to ensure compliance the labor department said at a consent decree approved by the federal judge in nebraska where packer sanitation services inc is headquartered the company agreed to hire a third party consultant or compliance specialist to provide quarterly child labor compliance training to all management personnel for three years and annually after that. The Labor Department found that children, quote, were cleaning dangerous powered equipment to fulfill sanitation contracts in JBS plants in Nebraska and Minnesota and at Turkey Valley Farms in Minnesota. The department verified that at least 50 children were employed by PSSI. Well, here's today's He Said It. I believe this rule is going to have a ripple effect as food producers and other countries that export products to the United States have to comply with these requirements. That's FDA Deputy Commissioner for Food Policy and Response, Frank Giannis, on the FDA Food Traceability Rule. Giannis, speaking at an FDA webinar yesterday, said the rule, quote, is more important today than ever before in human history since food has become a global commodity. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, December 8th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Chap Dally.